What's poppin' everyone? KP here, and I have a very special guest with me today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Lloyd Jones, Director of Bands at the University of North Alabama. Awesome. So um, you're here today to talk about, well, first of all, the President's Concert. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that? Well, that's our next production we have. It's on March 25th, 7 p.m. in Norton Auditorium. And featured on the President's Concert is, is a variety of groups. Uh, there is the UNA Wind Symphony, which is a select group of audition students. There's the UNA Symphonic Band, which is all of the winds percussion that are participating in the band program. We've got the UNA Studio Jazz Band, which is a specialized jazz group. And this year we will complete the mix with the uh, Singing Steel Drum Band, which is, of course, steel drums and a group that's fairly, uh, fairly new on the campus. It's a very enjoyable group, though. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. So um, how can how can we come see it? Um, where can we get tickets? Tickets will be sold at the door that okay. evening at seven. And uh, any it's come all come on, come all. It's general admission. So there's there's no need to worry about uh, reserve seating. There'll be plenty of seating. Yeah. OK, that's awesome. Um, and you're also here to talk a little bit about the honors band. Do you want to touch on that? Yes, we're thrilled to be. Uh, running a UNA honor band once again at full capacity. Uh, with COVID the last couple of years, that's uh, inhibited any type of large group gatherings and honor band would certainly be one of those. And so we are running the UNA honor bands. This is the 27th annual UNA honor band. Uh, so for 27 years, we've been recruiting students by bringing them to the campus and there will be two high school bands and two middle school bands. So the kids will come oh. here on a Thursday afternoon and they will audition for our faculty. They will be placed into a top and lower band. And then they will rehearse for about eight or nine hours uh, over Friday and Saturday and present a concert on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. So there'll be two high school groups and two middle school groups that perform there. And uh, this is a big honor for students. They, they, they do these about every other weekend during the winter. And so you see a lot of the same kids competing with one another. No matter what university they go to, the same kids are competing. And so it's a uh, kind of a circuit and we're yeah. glad to have a healthy representation from all of north alabama all the way down to montgomery we've got some kids from mississippi and tennessee and georgia in there so it's nice to to get all these kids back to campus yeah that's really awesome so what's the process with um honors band like well um, students uh they'll let their high school directors know that they're interested they'll print off an application complete that and then their high school director gives them a rating one to ten uh, how mature they feel like that student is. And then all of that is sent into UNA. And we have a committee that will sit down and look at their uh, credentials, basically, with the students. The all-state players who have achieved a lot as a musician, uh, young musician in high school and middle school, those players are generally accepted immediately. And then we look at their level of participation in their band, things they've done there, other honor bands they participated in, other state-level activities that they have. And then we send out invitations. So there's a limited number of people or seats in a band that we can invite. And uh, so if they're, if they're just invited, they know that they've, they've already made it over one hurdle and, yeah. able to get invite. and then once they get here, they actually do an audition and find out which band they're in. And uh, so we want the, the, the process to be as, as fair as it can possibly be. And we want the audition to be as fair as it can possibly be, but we also want to get as many students to campus as we can. And so we maximize the number of students that we can, uh, put in those seats and, and fill up those bands. Yeah. So um, what's the process for um, selecting who actually goes into the honors band? 
Well, the uh, an All-State player who has achieved quite a bit is automatically selected. Uh, then you start, like with, in your high schools, you start with their level of, of honor bands, number of honor bands they participated in, and that director's uh, rating. If, if they're given a 10 by the director, that means they're one of the leading students in their high school band. More than likely, they're going to get selected to come take part in the UNA honor band. And, yeah. And, and then you also look at their credentials. Sometimes you have a ninth grader that's outperformed a 12th grader, and we're going to invite that ninth grader and uh, let them come ahead. And the same thing happens in the junior high groups. Now, those younger students have not had nearly as many opportunities. And so it's a sliding scale. You have to, to look at those junior high students in, in a little different manner. Uh, but still, there are quite a few students who have achieved a lot as a junior high musician, and we want them to come and participate as well. And so it's a fun process. The students see each other on varied weekends throughout the state on different college campuses. And, uh, and so they, they actually create friendships and, and they may choose to, to come to UNA based on the experience that they've had during an honor band weekend. Uh, those students also get to see our president's concert. We schedule it during that weekend. So those high school juniors and seniors who are looking at universities to attend will be able to come and view our groups and decide if they would like to come be a part of this band program. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. When when is the next honors band? Is it the weekend of? Same weekend. We the kids come in on Thursday, the twenty fourth of March. They will audition that evening and have a rehearsal that evening, and then Friday morning on the twenty fifth, they'll do a Friday morning rehearsal, a Friday afternoon rehearsal, and then Friday night they get to come to our concert. And of course, we let them in free, and their parents, anybody that comes with them, they can come free. And then Saturday morning they'll do a short rehearsal and present their concert. So our kids get to watch them on Saturday. They get to watch the UNA students on Friday night. And so it's just a really active weekend and a real fun weekend full of music. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really fun. I, I've actually never heard of the honors band before this. And it sounds like it would be a really great opportunity for any like young aspiring musician. It really is. And they can do these on any university campus in the state. We all pick different weekends so students can come to all of them. And, uh, and then there are other local honor bands. Right here in the Shoals, there's, there's an honor band limited to Shoals area students. Uh, District 3, which our county is a part of, runs from basically Lauderdale County down to Walker County. So they'll do an honor band that include those eight counties. So there's different types of honor bands that kids can go to, and they can pick and choose which ones fit their schedule the best. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, a little bit away from the honors band, what your personal journey with music um like when did you know that you wanted to work with music and um when you like knew you wanted to become a professor I, I grew up in a musician's family my father was also a band director and so I grew up around the activity and so I avoided it I always played <laughs> in bands but I did not want to pursue a degree in music education I actually started in pre-engineering uh and went right here to the University of North Alabama back in the 80s and uh, eventually they just stopped having a pre-engineering program. So I went into graphic design and I got a degree, a Bachelor of Fine Arts in graphic design. And I worked for a billboard company and did magazine layouts, uh, worked for Parisians, the old department store Parisian, doing layouts for them and, uh, and really enjoyed that work. But I was also running a jazz quartet on the side and playing with a rock band on the side and playing with another jazz group on the side. Eventually I realized I was scheduling all of my graphic design work around all of my music commitments. <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, instead of having a minor in music, I probably should have just majored in music. Another activity I did was I wrote marching band shows for high schools and colleges all over the Southeast. And uh, I just had a knack for that. And so I got hired to do that a lot. And I decided at that point, I was probably 
23 or 24 at that time, I decided, you know, I just should have gotten a music degree. And so I called the department chair at UNA and uh, talked to him about, you know, starting where I was with a minor and making that a music ed degree. And he said, well, you can do that in three semesters in student teach. And so I bit the bullet, went back to school, got that degree. Uh, then I was, I was headed out to be a graduate assistant at the University of Southern Mississippi when the assistant director at UNA had a heart attack. He did not pass away, but he could not function with the marching band. It was just too stressful. And uh, so he got on a, a medical waiver, so he didn't have to fulfill those duties. So then the dean of arts and sciences called me, Dr. Moore, and said, look, I need somebody to fulfill his duties with the marching band. Can you stay here as a graduate assistant and work with the UNA band? And of course I said, yeah, if, if I can get as much here as I'm getting at Southern Miss, I'll certainly do that. He said, well, I'll match it. So I stayed here, got my master's here. I was still writing for the bands, rehearsing some of the bands. Uh, and so when, when I finished my master's, I went ahead and started my doctorate and I got married and uh, was headed out to be a high school band director. I'd already interviewed in Athens, Alabama. And uh, the very day that I was to be recommended to the board, my father, Dr. Ed Jones, uh, decided he was going to retire. He had met with his accountant and realized he'd been teaching so many years that he could retire and make more money than teaching. So he decided, well, then I'll retire. And he called the president, uh, President Robert Potts, and he said, you know, I think I'm going to retire because I'm at the point now that I can make more retired than I can teaching. And President Potts says, uh, well, what do we do? It's, it's June, and uh, what are we going to do? We need a band director. What's Lloyd doing? He said, well, if you want him, you better call him because he's interviewed in Athens. He may be taking a job over there. So Dr. Potts called our department chair, Jimmy Simpson, and uh, Dr. Simpson came and found me and said, hey, the president would like you to be the interim director here. I had no idea my father was even going to retire. It, it, I didn't know it until after they knew. And uh, But actually that night I played a gig with him in Birmingham, and he told me all about it. So I, I signed on to be the interim band director for one year. I felt like uh, even if that's a one-year appointment, having uh, university experience on your resume is not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And so after that year, I continued to work on my doctorate, and uh, I was selected to continue to run the band, and, and I've been here for 22 years. Uh, I've never found a better situation. I've been offered other university positions on other campuses, but I've never found a better situation than what we have right here at the University of North Alabama and in this Shoals area. It's such a nice area to live in and raise a family, and all those things figure into decisions that you make. Uh, bigger is not necessarily better. It's a quality of life issue. And there are a lot of advantages to being at the University of North Alabama and being right here in the Shoals. It's a great place. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. That's a really great story. And I love how many stories of, um, you know, specifically like a lot of professors are like, yeah, they offered me a job and now I've been here like for, like you said, 22 years. I mean, that's a very long time. And it just shows how, how amazing of a university North Alabama is that I feel like yeah, I feel like it's the type of place you can't get away from. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about your experience as, as you know, not only a professor, but as a alumni? Like, um, what changes have you seen in the university well, since you've been Of course, here? the university has grown quite a bit. Uh, when I took over the band program in the year 2000, uh, there were 143 members and I think about, about 5,000 on campus. Uh, now the band is around 240 members, and we have much more students on campus. The enrollment's at 8,800, give or take a few, and, and we realize a lot of those students are uh, digital, virtual students. They're online. Uh, 
Uh, but there's a lot more students on campus here as well, a lot more buildings on campus. And uh, I always feel like uh, varied measure growth is your healthiest growth. And that's what I've seen in, in the University of North Alabama. Uh, it, it may start blossoming and booming anytime and growing exponentially, but I've seen steady growth over those 22 years. Uh, and I've seen a, a lot of progress on the campus. Uh, the relations with the city of Florence have certainly improved. And I think the, the shoals in the city of Florence realizes what an integral part the University of North Alabama is to this whole area. Uh, it's an amazing area to live in. And there've been so, so, there's been so much growth and yet Florence is what I like to call a big small town. It's a small town atmosphere, it's very quaint. You know, although it is the largest metropolitan area in the United States that's not near an interstate, it's still a very homey feel. And uh, it, it's, it's a place that I just fell in love with. I'm a South Alabama guy, but I will not leave the Shoals area. This will be my home. Yeah, for sure. So um, why is specifically UNA's music program important, you think, to the overall atmosphere of UNA and maybe the community as a whole? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, our, our school is known for the music program. And I, I, that's, that's not on my shoulders. It is and it isn't. That started long before I got here. Uh, there are a lot of quality musicians teaching in the music department. Uh, there have been a lot of connections to the studios across the river. Having the studios in the Shoals area draws attention to this area. And then we've had a lot of graduates who are quite successful. Uh, probably the number one thing is that we've turned out a lot of music education personnel from our band program. And so we have a lot of band directors in our state who are UNA graduates. And what they do is, is take the way we're teaching things out across the state, and then they send students back to the University of North Alabama. We have been known as a, a band director factory, so to speak, for a long time. Uh, we don't want to think that we just, just turn them out just to be turning them out. We want to give them all the skills necessary to be very successful in their career and to stay in that career and to enjoy that career and to build a band program no matter where they are, cultivate that band program and make it a, a stronger program. And then along the way, send some students back to UNA to study because there will, you know, a, a quality product will produce a quality product and then you will get quality returns. And uh, so a quality program here at UNA is going to turn out great students who then send other great students back. So uh, it, it's, it's a tradition that has many uh, names involved with it. Uh, Jimmy Simpson that I mentioned uh, was here at the university for 34 years. Most of those is the department chair. Uh, but very closely working with the band program. My father was director for 21 years. Uh, Tom Risher was the assistant director for 16 years. Uh, so there's a lot of people that invested a lot of time and have produced a lot of students that have gone out and been very successful. So uh, those connections matter. Uh, just this morning, I had a, a student audition for me to come here and be in the band next fall. And both of her parents were in the band here at UNA uh, back when I was a graduate student in the early 90s. They came through the band program. Now, her parents were not music makers. They just happened to have played in the band while they were in school. And so when her, their daughter started looking for a school and she said, well, I'd really want to play in the band when I go to college. They said, well, why don't you look where we went? They've got a good band and it's not so far from home that you couldn't get back in an hour. They have to be from Decatur. So it's far enough away that she's out away from home going to school, but she's close enough to home that if something were to occur, she needed to get back. She could quickly. And uh, she's a wonderful musician. I'm really hopeful she'll come be a part of our program. And she doesn't plan to major in music, and that's okay. She can get a band scholarship and major in whatever she wants to major in. Uh, to me, that's one of the strengths of our program is it gives students flexibility. 
and it lets them decide what level of involvement they'd like to have. Just, it's just a, a lot of a lot of correct decisions have been made through the years, and you just want to build on that and to amplify all the great things that students can do while they're here at school. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and congratulations to that student because it, it seems like you're talking really highly of her. Yeah, she was a great musician. Great musician. It's really awesome. Maybe maybe when she comes, she can be on the podcast. <laughs> sure, I'll send her your way. <laughs> So um, what advice do you have for anyone who may want to join, um, you know, either the music program or, um, you know, the band um, or just for students who are already in the music program or the band? Well, for anybody who thinks they may want to delve into that, dip their toe in it, I would strongly encourage them to. Uh, for instance, in the band program, about 35 percent of the students in that 240 piece marching band are music majors. That means 65 percent of them are studying in another area. And that's OK. If they're a great player, we want them in the program and they can get a band scholarship and they can use that towards whatever degree they want to want to pursue. So it's not just uh, music majors that are in all of these programs. The orchestra is the same way. The choirs are the same way. The students can major in whatever they want to major in and still get a great award just for doing something that they love doing. Uh, I would encourage any high school student, no matter where they choose to go to school, they ought to get into a music program. If it's something they enjoy doing, get involved. You're going to meet some of the nicest people you've ever met. Uh, you're going to use your, your free time constructively and prepare performances and, and you're, you get performance opportunities that you really enjoy. And that's something that your parents can come back and watch you do at college. You know, they can't watch you come do uh, your lab in biology. That, that wouldn't make sense. Or they can't come watch you give a speech in speech class, but they can come to a music performance and watch you perform and, and get to know you and your friends and see what you're doing there at college, get to know your professor. Uh, so it's a very a, a very natural progression there that it, it it builds relationships out into the community with those families of students that are involved. So I would certainly encourage any student interested to come take part in it. They they will enjoy it. They they will meet great friends and they will have some great performance opportunities as well. Yeah, yeah. And I really like what you said about um, you know, parents being able to come you know, see what you're doing, because I, I think obviously this podcast, it's about the arts. That's kind of the whole point. And I think there's still a lot of stigma around, you know, like, oh, why don't you go get a real degree? But I do think what's so important about the arts is how collaborative it is. Like you said, I mean, my brother, he majored in business. My parents couldn't really go and see him, you know, I don't know, do numbers. They don't <laughs> I don't know if it's business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm a theater major and like my parents are getting to come and watch me. We're doing little women this weekend. They're, they're sure. coming tomorrow and they're going to come watch me. And, you know, they're getting to come see, they're getting to actively see the progress I'm making with my degree and in my career. And I think that's sure. something really special. Yeah. It's nice to be able to give performances and so many degree fields don't give performances. And, uh, I kind of feel sorry for them you know, in English. They're not giving performances. And in science and in math and in business, they're not giving performances. And we're so fortunate that in the arts, we give performances. And even in visual arts and in graphic design and painting, all that, they have exhibitions that you can see with their products. Uh, so we're very fortunate in that respect that we have a product that the, that the general public can enjoy. And in a large part, that's why we do this, is so other people can get enjoyment from what we do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, that's the end of my regular questions. Um, do you have anything 
anything else that's upcoming or anything you want to plug, like a, a website? Well, they can always find us at www.una.edu slash university bands. They can find anything they want to find there. And uh, we don't we don't stop after the president's concert. We uh, our studio jazz band will we'll do some touring and we go out and recruit. We go to different high schools and recruit and play for those kids and get them interested in the school. And then at commencement this year in May, the studio jazz band will be performing there as well. And then, of course, we're already in full swing preparing the 240 piece marching pride for next fall. Uh, we're auditioning kids every week who will come in and take part with the marching band. We've just recently held the auxiliary auditions. That's the majorettes, the dance line, and the color guard. So those students are already signed up and ready to go for the fall. They'll start their summer practice schedule in about a month. And uh, so uh, it's a year-round activity in the band world. You never really have a down season. You have some lulls, but everything's always operating all times, and you're always preparing for that next group of performances. And uh, so while we're winding up our concert bands with – the president's concert, our studio jazz band continues, and we've already started planning for marching band. But there's still time. If a, if a student said, you know, I may be interested in getting in that marching band, there's plenty of time to audition and get a band performance award, which works like a scholarship, and go ahead and, and become a part of it for the fall of 2022. It's going to be an exciting year. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really awesome. So um, all of our listeners, you know, just keep a keep an ear and eye out for, you know, anything going on in the band world. And are you ready to go into our final segment? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is called Pop 3Q. It's basically just three fun questions. You know, I asked you a lot of heavy questions. These are just going to be super fun. You don't have to take these too seriously. Um, Yeah. Let's get into it. Um, First question. Who is your favorite musician? Uh, I would have to say Duke Ellington. Uh, He's old, old jazz guy and... uh, he wrote so much wonderful music that influenced generations of musicians and how people write. Uh, his, his music is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my next question is, well, I was actually going to ask what your favorite genre is, but I'm kind of getting a lot of jazz from you. Is that what yeah. you would say your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I like everything. I, 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 there's operas. I really like, I like country music. I like rock music. Uh, jazz is, is generally what my radio will be tuned to if it's not sports radio, it's going to probably be on a jazz station or, or you're going to have Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald on the CD. Um, that really speaks to me, but I like everything. I think if you're a, a real artist or musician, you're not going to really close the door to anything. There may be things you prefer, but you're going to listen to all that. And uh, so, yeah, jazz would be where I come, come down. People would probably say I like jazz better than anything, but uh You'd be surprised to find me at a George Strait concert. That's where you would find me because I think he's incredible. Great performer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's kind of a general thing I've seen with um, a lot of musicians. I always ask them either like what their favorite genre is or what their least favorite genre is. I think it's great that, um, you know, because I feel like the general public is like, oh, I don't like this or oh, I don't like this. But musicians can kind of be like, oh, well, the technique behind all of this is great. Um, yeah. and I, I think that's really, really a special thing that musicians share. Um, and right. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And this is my last question. Okay. Um, it's a very important question. Um, what is your go-to dance move? Oh, there's so many. I'm so good <laughs> at so many of them. 
Uh, I guess probably the stanky leg. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that, I don't that's think probably I've my the... best move. Yeah. Yeah. I would wow, show you now. Seen... <laughs> it would disrupt the class that's going on out there. So. I yeah. Yeah. Maybe some other time. We'll <laughs> we'll set aside a separate time for the stinky leg. I'll do it. I'll come down there to the office and do it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I guess that wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for agreeing to be our guest and agreeing to, you know, being able to adapt to our changes last minute. I know Zoom's kind of difficult for a lot of people. Um, yeah, you guys can't see because this is a podcast, but he's actually been upside down like this entire time. <laughs> yeah, I've been standing on my head. And, yeah, uh, it, it's actually been really impressive. I can do it with no hands. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed speaking with you. Call me anytime. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any any closing remarks for our audience? Hey, if you can support a live musician somewhere or a live actor or, or a live artist, go do that. They need to know that you see what they're doing and you hear what they're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening and I will see you next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Soda Pop Podcast. Make sure to send any feedback to arts at una.edu or to the DMs of any of our social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even YouTube. We hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to join us next time.